Welcome to Faith Fondue, a podcast featuring author and speaker Haley D. Maria and teacher and blogger Ann Strickers. Faith Fondue will feature a melting pot of topics ignited by a flame, our faith, and guided by the Holy Spirit. It is the week of October 31st, the 31st week in ordinary time. And Anne, it's been a while and it's Halloween, but most importantly, it's also our kickoff to a month of Thanksgiving. Anne, how are you? I'm great, Haley. Um, it is good to be back. I'm glad you are able to audibly speak where our audience and I can both hear you. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we will be talking about a lot of things. I mean, between water polo and golf, Halloween, All Saints, All Souls, and I'd like to sneak in James Bond, Daniel Craig, and our farewell to him is 007. So, Haley, um, what happened? What do we got? So, you know, first of all, I was actually thinking about this right before we logged on. I think so many of my openings um, over the past month or so have talked about uh, baseball, so we can follow up on that real quick. Very sorry about your San Francisco Giants, um, you know, losing in the seventh game to um, the Dodgers. The Dodgers then, of course, lost to the Braves. But yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of, well, final game of the series, I should yeah, say. Very good. Very good. Um, yes. And now, you know, we're, we're potentially one game away from having a World Series winner. So lots happened in the baseball world, um, but we are wrapping up um, that major league season. Basketball started, which is exciting. Um, In my children's world, my son's been very um, up to date on all the happenings in the NBA. That's probably one sport you'd think I would follow well, having had two NBA players in my family, but I need to brush up on that lingo if we're going to talk about it a lot. And yes, you know, down at the high school level, water polo um, is wrapping up for my son. And, you know, of course, it's his senior year, senior year season, and um, I, I... it's been really fun to watch them play. They've had some really solid games recently. They've lost a few, won most of them. Um, but that's that's bittersweet in the time of a high school athlete's life, as well as you know, as a coach. So we're we are soaking it all in, uh, literally and um, you know, figuratively, enjoying all the games, but also, um, of course, enjoying being at the pool. So. A lot going on. I uh, I don't know if I've just cheered too hard at water polo matches or um, as a friend reminded me that uh, internalizing stress can cause your voice to go away. But boy, Anne, I shared with you last week a, a video of my voice and I, as you know, it was barely audible. So we apologize for a couple week hiatus, um, but I, I could not talk. So someone oh, was telling me yeah. that I needed to slow down and shut my yeah. mouth. <laughs> But I'm glad Honestly, to be back. I had, I had no idea that um, there could be a relationship between stress and the voice. I mean, so as a teacher or, you know, I taught some lessons for years at the beginning of the school year or when I started in the summer teaching some lessons, I always lost my voice because you're using it so much from not. But that's really interesting because I am interested in like the impact that stress has on people and even just young people in particular, because they talk about young people today and the amount of stress that they carry. So um, I hope, yeah, I know you took good care of yourself and I'm glad that um, it's funny because on the other side of this conversation, Haley, um, you know, in golf, you really support the people you're playing with because it's technically you versus the, the game, not you versus somebody else. And one of the, my favorite things to say to somebody when I play with them is like, I'll make a, like a really good putt 
and they won't say anything. And I'll say, did you lose your voice? Like, huh. meaning, cause I didn't, I didn't hear anything. Like you, I'm, I'm waiting for the compliment, you know? So, um, I will think of that a little differently now because some people literally do lose their voices. <laughs> well, they do. And that's actually an interesting, um, you know, I'm not a golfer as you and everyone knows, but, um, I've never heard of that about golfers I complimenting each other like that. I guess that's the way we should play the game and play every game. Um, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting because it's, yeah, you're not, there's, it's funny because in the roles, you're actually not supposed to yell at somebody else's ball. Like, like a golfer would say, go, go, or like, you know, get right, get right. Like technically you're not supposed to do that, but you are supposed to acknowledge, you know, good shot, nice strike. You know, there's all this language that goes with it and it's, you know, it's fun, but um, I played with two. Now, when I say older, you always have to be, you know, careful with that. My friend and I played with two late men in their late sixties, and they were so good, and they had such a great love of the game. And I was telling them about my assistant coach, who was seventy three, and I. He's just a total jokester, but he grew up very good, good player, good lessons, but like just all his insights in the game. I didn't realize what I was saying about him. And after the game, after the round, Bob, the guy that was in my group, he said, you know, Ian, I'd really like to play with your assistant coach sometime. He sounds really, really remarkable. And I was like, Oh my God, it was such a compliment. And he's like, you know, we'll get you and Charlie. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, you know, that says a lot about Bob for picking up on it. I'm just talking about Charlie cause he's, my assistant coach and he's great, but you know, other people respect that. And I was thinking about other sports when there's kind of that mutual, like understanding and respect for the game that, um, yeah, it's just really, that's respect, you know, acknowledgement. Right. Um, so that was fun. You know, acknowledge it, it is. And I'm reminded of a story that happened to me this weekend. That was one, really one of the most meaningful gestures that I have ever experienced. Um, and it is that acknowledgement of love of the game. So, I have a good friend that I've known for a long time. Um, her son plays water polo for another team, another high school team. He He's not um, – I don't want to say he's not very good. He's not one of their stronger players. She would tell you that. You know, she'll introduce herself as Charlie's mom and Charlie rides the bench. Um, Charlie couldn't be a nicer kid. I've known him since he was three. Um, just – but, our, you know, a really great family. So – we played against um, Charlie's team in the championships this weekend, and they had a much stronger team. Um, you know, they they're undefeated. They won the whole thing. Um, you know, we we knew it was going to be a battle. Our team, you know, Edwards School played really well. St. Joe, they played probably one of the best games they've played, um, but they lost. And but before the game, Charlie's mom, my friend Jenny, um, who knows how much I love watching Edward play, um, brought me flowers. And just, you know, purple, purple flowers, um, because she know you know, that's the color of St. Joe. And, and she also knows, you know, my history, you know, with Notre Dame swimming and, and, you know, she and I have a connection that way too. And just, you know, the history of the bus accident. So right in the middle of the flowers was a yellow rose, um, which always has represented, you know, Megan and Colleen and, and what we, um, you know, our remembrance there. And, she just, she brought them over to me before the game and she said, you know, I know this is the last time that, you know, we'll both be together watching our sons play and I know how much you've loved Edward play. Mm. And it was, it really caught me off guard. I've never thought of mm-hmm. acknowledging yeah. another parent's love of watching their child. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure I knew how much, well, I mean, I know how much I love watching Edward play. I'm not sure everybody else knew. 
But it was, it, honestly, and it was really one of the yeah. most meaningful things anyone has ever done was just mm. that acknowledgement of, and, you know, I've had my own career. I don't need any sort of anything when it comes to Edward or either of my kids and what they do. Sure. But I, and I, so I'm not, so I don't need that acknowledgement of, you know, either being Edward's mom or anything, but it wasn't even that. It was just a sort of a mom to mom, you know, understanding mm. of, I know this mm -hmm. is, coming to an end for you. And that's a loss. Um, mm. but, but anyway, it was, it will, it, it's, it, it will make me, um, just think of other ways that I, you know, you can reach out to people and just one more ways that we can recognize and acknowledge, um, you know, things that are important to us. But anyway, so yes, yeah, sometimes mm. people pick up on things and you don't even realize it. And those thoughtful gestures can really be, um, meaningful. Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, It was fun. It was a fun day. So. I bet. I bet. I bet. So it is Halloween. Um, yes, I have been eating candy corn. <laughs> um, well, I thought of you because I thought, does this is this something that extends through November? Nope. Or is it is a hard fast October 31? It is a hard stop. No doubt. Okay. Um, in fact, I, t I try to not buy candy corn before October 1st. Okay. Because once I buy it and it's in the house, I will eat it. Uh, a three-pound bag came home about three weeks ago, and I opened it, took a handful, and said, Jamie, you got to hide this because I can't eat all this now. So that bag came out on Friday, and I would tell you it's just about done. So I, I, will, <laughs> nice not, I will not buy any more. I love it. People love it or hate it. There, it's kind of like Notre Dame. <laughs> you, there is no middle ground when it comes to candy corn. So, yeah, um, I, I kind of feel that way a little bit about costumes, um, mm. you know, and like dressing up. And you know, I I have to be honest. Some people are so creative and so and make it so much fun. And I I don't know. I don't. I just. It's not my wheelhouse. And a friend um, who's the principal at Regis Jesuit in Denver, he just he lives for just surprising the kids. He has a great spirit, you know, and like is all over this stuff. And he was like, I think you should write um, a podcast. I mean, like a not a podcast. He probably wants me to talk about it on our podcast. But he said, you should probably blog about blending sports and Halloween or costumes mm. in general. You know, send me your Halloween pics. And I'm like, you're not going to get any because there's none to see. <laughs> like, I, you know, we had spirit week at school last week because it was homecoming, which oh, I don't know when homecoming became Hoko. But, you know, it's hashtag Hoko 21, hashtag Hoko, you know, whatever. But that is that is what it is now. So I don't want to get sidetracked with Hoko. But, I mean, it was Spirit Week every day. And every teacher, I mean, they were, so many of the teachers were great. And I just showed up, I'm not even joking, in like normal clothes. And I just didn't feel very spirited, you know. <laughs> Is there a bah humbug version of Halloween? I, know, I, I was waiting for that, right? That's what it kind of sounds like. But I just can't, I don't know. I don't have the mental energy to get into this costume planning. And I can't tell you why. So um, I don't need a diagnosis. But I appreciate that people want it. Um, Jimmy, I will not be writing a blog post on costumes and Halloween. Um you know, my mom said there's certain things that are recommended that kids don't wear this year. Like, for example, don't dress up as a hobo. And I was thinking about that. Okay, you know, it, it's essentially a homeless person, right? But right. like for some right. reason, the hobo seems like 
much more um, benign, you know, or just kind of like, I don't know, part of American lore. Right. Well, and when we were growing up, yeah. And when we were growing up, it wasn't a negative. I mean, maybe it should have been, but it was, it was more of a caricature as opposed to a person. Um, But, you know, maybe that's part of the problem is that it's, you know, right. And that's, I'm not saying that's right either. I'm just, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We are actually big Halloween people. Um, This is the first Halloween we can remember for a number of circumstances that we have not done anything. Um, so, but that's, that's, that's okay. All things kind of shift and change and we're figuring out what our new groove was, but normally we are decked out head to toe. Um, we did postpone, uh, our Halloween celebrations at the school I work at till tomorrow because we had this crazy storm on Friday that pretty much canceled everything. Um, so tomorrow I will be dressing up as Mr. Potato Head. Uh, you will be, it's, it's a, it's a, um, not a reused costume. What would you call that? It, we repurposed costume. Like we were Mr. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Yep. Potato Head a couple years ago. So that, um, we have bins, 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 bins of costumes in our basement. Um, hmm. so we are, and, and, and we do yeah, have spirit fun. week coming up at our school and I, I will be, I, I'm on the opposite side as you. So I'm going to come yeah. up with a, with a hashtag Halloween bah humbug term. And I'll let you know what it is, but but here's well, what I mean, I'll, no, but here's I, I, what I'll say, Anne. There's no judgment, as long. Yeah. As, I mean, you're not judging people who do grow, you know, dress up like, oh my gosh, you're 48 years old, Haley. Why would you still dress up for Halloween? Oh, I think go for it. Yeah. Yes. So it, you know, yeah. if other people don't want to, you know, kudos yeah. to you. It's less yeah. time, money, and no. effort. I mean, you but you should see the detail, and then you know, a friend of mine at this one school said, you know. We, we haven't talked about protocols and rules at all, but we've talked for hours about Halloween costumes. I and I remember, you know, in my last school, one of my colleagues was so funny. She's like, she would tell the student, she's like, I don't want any costume where you can insert the word sexy in front of it. No sexy nurse, no sexy librarian. No you know, sexy candy corn. Cry. There is a sexy candy corn costume. <laughs> no, there's not. Oh yeah, I'll send it to no, you. There's not. I don't oh, have it. Goodness. I don't have it, but. That is wonderful that's that might that's actually a game changer so i think that is such a play on everything i love it but but you know here's but here's what i'll tell you and first of all two things one i saw so many ted lasso costumes this year i'm sure you did too so so i thought yep i thought of you saw thought of you when i saw that but here's that adults or kids adult adults yeah yeah. because with the kid i was like i don't think you were watching the show so i was kind of like why are you ted yes okay but i'm down with that but here's the i agree with you there are some people who are so clever and um and super talented in terms of making physically making the costumes but and group costumes where you come up with themes i mean all of that we've been into that for spice girls my coworker, right you know she was yeah, cinnamon. One was cardamom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean all... our we have a whole middle school staff that's coming, you know, in Harry Potter gear tomorrow, and they're playing Quidditch during PE. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. a lot you could do with it. But I was thinking about this last week. You know, we have taken away from kids so many opportunities to be creative, right? We, mm. you know, academics. You know, you and I teach in private schools, so um, you know, there's a little more flexibility there. But when you look at public schools and the set curriculums and mm. the standards that they have to reach, mm. and mm-hmm. there's so much technology and video games, and they're not, you know, outside wandering, and you know, that whole idea of what makes a child, you know, their creativity. Yeah. But but yeah. we we haven't quite lost it yet in Halloween yeah. and I hope we yeah. don't. 
Um, yeah, no, that's great. That's such a uh, optimistic and hopeful view. I mean, I immediately went dark and went to the costumes that you buy, but I mean, that was a tension when we were growing up too. It's like, sure. you know, the, the costume that you buy versus, you know, making your own. So that's nothing new. I had to make my and, own. And I mean, it's okay to have a hybrid. I think you can have mm-hmm. props and, you know, thrift stores and like Goodwill, they get really busy at this time of year, just to speak to your point about creativity. So I, yeah, I think that's a great insight. And um, it leads me to my next question. Okay, scary movies, spooky movies. Like, can you do it? Are you into it? Is that... So I don't... If you mean scary, like... um, We're talking like... Friday the 13th, Fright Night. Halloween. Halloween, nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. Psycho. Mm -hmm. What about the classic, you know... I, Psycho is the birds. The birds. You know, Alfred so the, Hitchcock. Yeah, the birds. Is that that's more psychological thriller. Yes. Not like scary, jump out at you with a chainsaw thriller. Yeah. I'm not yeah. into that. Um, I mean, one yeah. of my all-time favorite movies is Silence of the Lambs. You want to talk about mm, kind of freaky? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. freaky. That's dark. Yeah. It is dark. Um, and, and the birds. This... I actually. And the birds. I. I don't want to say I loved it. I liked the, the birds. I would watch again. Okay. Because this can be our, the sports radio I listen to, obviously the Giants flag station, as well as the Niners, the, the main guy, Brian Murphy, who, um, he said to his son, who's maybe 10 and he's like, it's time, it's time that you start watching some thrillers, you know, Mm. some scary movies. Cause they were talking about Halloween. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I know the psych teacher at my old school, one of his assignments was to watch a scary movie. You had to watch it alone. You had to have hit all this criteria. And I should have been like, what's the, I mean, I get it, but I want to know, like, what is it revealing about, you know, why right like a person yeah. yeah like he had that I just never asked the question but I thought that was super interesting so yeah, it is yeah I mean last Saturday I did see the final James Bond of the Daniel Craig era it was dark in some ways mm-hmm. and people have criticized Bond in recent years because the evil character right the evil there's the sense of you know he's He's M, you know, MI6. He's basically the, you know, the United Kingdom CIA, right? He has a license to kill, right? Like he's obviously employed because there's darkness in the world. So the villain, you know, like in reality, if you want to name our villains today, it's real, right? And they're right. just saying it's too dark. So you had mentioned dark about some of these other films or psychological thriller, but it was great. Um and People are very passionate about Bond. I mean, they have, you know, it's his own, it's his own thing, right? It's his own, like, total category of, like, thrilling. Sure, there's going to be good, be evil, but then there's, you know, catchy nets with, like, the, you know, technology or what he's able to survive and the women and, you know, all of well, it. Well, so. there's, yeah, there's so much commentary there, right? There's the whole Bond girl thing. There's yeah. the people who are Sean Connery Bond people. Yeah. Um, you know, Moore. Exactly. Dalton. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan. But yeah, Daniel Craig, kudos to him. He was a wonderful Bond. He really was. Yeah, he really um, was. And he loved it. Yeah. So and like I won't all get, good there's things some spoilers in the end. movie, so <laughs> I will not say much more for our listeners who have not seen it, other than they should go see it. And um, yeah, there's some 
reveals, but it's also open-ended. You don't necessarily mm, know okay. X, Y, Z. I will personally say I'm not ready for a female James Bond. I don't, I'm not interested in that. Yep. There, I don't I've want that Jane debate. Bond. We already kind of have that Wonder Woman or, you know, Charlie's Angels. We're good. Or how about come yeah. up with your own female character? You know, why does she yeah. have to be a female James Bond? Yeah. 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 Well, there's so. certainly a lot of, you know, holidays coming up where families will be getting together and that tends to be a lot, you know, when people go to the movies and yeah, um, so. there, the, there was actually a half hour previous half hour, 30 minutes. Oh, well, I That's love how that long it lasted. <laughs> yeah, it was, I have a to little say much. it was too many previews. Yeah. yeah. I'm down with 15, but 30 minutes. It was like, whoa. that's quarter of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So moving so. on to my, so spiritual stew, um, you know, it is Halloween. It is all Hallows Eve, um, yes. October 31st. Tomorrow is, um, all saints day. Um, it's also, I'm going to try to not get my Spanish wrong, but Dio, Dios de la Muerta. Is that right? Dia de la Muerta. Dios Dios de los Muertos. Muertos. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, which I've always, you know, that's celebrated at our school. Um, you know, that's, you know, in Spain. it's just, I, I love learning about um, really the religious and um, cultural meanings behind a lot of these yeah. holidays. But one of the things that I've always loved about, you know, All, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, um, you know, my, of course, I went to Xavier. I was not Catholic when I was there, but, and, and not, and was not Catholic for a number of years when I was an alum. Um, from Xavier, but they always send a postcard out to all of their alumni, and it 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 has you know it's, it's self addressed. It's you send it right back to them, but you can write on the back people mm-hmm. that they will pray for you know tomorrow during mass all month. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I you know I think it probably came to me my first year, second year out you know when I was at Notre Dame and and certainly had just lost Megan and Colleen and. I have written their name on that card for, you know, at this point, almost the past 30 years. And it, you know, it's, I I don't know why that's so meaningful to me. It's so simple. It's so easy. Um, You know, as the years have gone on, more names have been added to the list, certainly. Um, But it's such a nice gesture that connects me back to, Mm. you know, really such an important place in my life. And I think for most, you know, young girls, women who graduate from there, it does and it should um, you know, I don't know why more schools don't do it. I know we've seen kind of a digital version that comes from Notre Dame, mm-hmm. um, but there's something about that postcard and me mm. writing their names down and sending yeah. it back and knowing that card is on the altar. Um, that's still pretty meaningful to me. So I, I look forward to that. It's a meaningful part of, of this holiday tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, it just, it, it reminds us to reflect on people that we've lost and, and, you know, important people in our lives. And, um, you know, certainly lost my, my coach this year, Tim Welsh. Um, my, so our coach's wife, Jackie is, uh, an artist. Um, she's a very talented artist. Um, and she really is into a lot of, um, Latina art, Latino art. Hmm. Um, she has, and I'm going to need to look up the exact word. It's an ofrenada. Ofreta. Ofreta, is that right? So Ofreta, she, yeah. She's uh-huh. got this we talked about this at school. beautiful yeah. altar um, that's dedicated Ofreta. to Tim right now. Yeah, yeah, she sent me a picture of it. I'll make sure to post it. Um, but, I, you know, I love that. That's so, um, it was just a reminder again for me, you know, that, that, that it's just a beautiful way to honor someone in a meaningful way it to is. her. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful way to honor anyone, but yeah. I also know that that's such a meaningful part of her own 
you know, artistic totally. background and, and her love. And while, you know, Tim loved it because she did, it was not necessarily who he was, but she's remembering him in a way that's beautiful to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah. was kind of a neat thing that happened over the weekend. Um, and then, of course, you know, my one of my teammates who I swam with, um, you know, very sadly lost a daughter about four years ago, four and a half years ago now. And she was honored on campus, um, you know, with an award for so for much of the work that she's done um, for children's rights, children with disabilities, a lot of work that she's done with her daughter who had um, significant disabilities. And it was also a way for me to remember and reflect, um, just reflect on, you know, the reminder that there's so much goodness in the world that also stems from so much sadness. So I was not able to attend um, this award ceremony for her. That was very hard for me. I really wanted to be there. I sent my son, James. Um, But I also had to remind James, you know, this is a celebration of so much goodness that she has given to the world. I said, but you have to Mm -hmm. remember this celebration stems from the most Mm -hmm. devastating event that she, you know, my teammate has lived through, which is the loss of a child. Um, you know, that's something that, that most of us can't understand and hope that we never do. Um, but, it, you know, it brings us back to All Souls Day or, you know, it, tomorrow and, and what that really means. And, you know, it's, for most of us who have this faith, it means that they're, you know, physically they've left us, but their spirit is always here. You know, there our remembrance of them and what we carry with them um, is very much present. So... I, I will take that with me, you know, this week as we move through tomorrow, um, yeah. you know, attending mass and and having all of the people who have come and gone before us and the impact mm-hmm. that they've had on our lives. Yeah, yeah I um, just as a, a small nuance today at mass, they reminded us that tomorrow, the Feast of All Souls is still a holy day. Mm-hmm. It's just not a holy day of, of obligation. obligation. So I appreciated the the distinction. Yes. Um, because it falls on a Monday and that's a whole other conversation, you know, like, should we have thrown in, you know, you know, the dish towel and just make it easy for people? Like, does it compromise, you know, our sense of, I don't know, you're meeting people where they're at. So anyways, we're having mass at school on the second and we did, um, and I did just look it up for, because I showed it in class. It is ofrenda with an E-N, like an offering. And um, two of my faculty members shared the ofrenda offer uh, altars that they have in their co- in their house, and um, one of them I just loved because her grand it was her grandfather a picture of him and she put next to it a cup and in the cup are coffee beans, and the mm-hmm. you know because it's not just visual but it's like you know our other senses so the smell of coffee reminds her of her grandfather because he loved coffee and then with her grandmother her favorite color was turquoise so she put a turquoise kind of like sash around the the picture so yes i think that's a wonderful tradition and we too will have it's in our chapel at school all month so it is a meaningful way to remember our loved ones and um it's interesting because i saw um jesus christ superstar uh, last week. Um, it's at the Golden Gate Theater. It's the 50-year anniversary of the musical mm. written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. And yep. there's always, you know, new renditions of it. And, you know, it's it's really powerful because it's basically the, you know, trial, conviction, and murder of Christ. And, you know, as <clears> much <throat> as the music is meaningful, you also walk out of there and you're like, this just didn't have to happen. Like, this is, you know, there's also what's revealed in scripture, you know, but it's just, 
it's heavy. You know, it's like, um, it's hard. Um, he, he did die and people really felt that loss. You know, they they were scared. They were right. They didn't know what was going to happen. So, um, an important story I think to hear. And, um, it's just another way to convey Jesus's life story through a musical. Um, so I'm glad I was able to go and for people who haven't seen it, like, I think it's great. I actually think it's a great, it's, there's so much to interpret, It's great, you know, right. Through dance, through music. Um, it's weird. It's challenging. It's so many different things. Right. But, um, what a great way to kind of think about, again, one of the hardest, but most real parts of, you know, Jesus of Nazareth's life, so to speak. But, you know, it's so interesting, and it's it's interesting you say that in the context or just following, um, you know, the, the comment you made about the difference between a day of obligation and, or a holy day and a holy day of obligation. Um, because, you know, your comment of, oh, we could talk about that, you know, because there are people who do think that the Catholic Church is becoming a little too convenient or becoming, mm-hmm. you know, sort of adapting to the times or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, whatever, however you want to call it, I, you, you know, it's just, it's changed. It's not the Catholic church mm-hmm. that it was a hundred years ago or 50 years ago, or certainly a thousand years ago. Well, I don't think we want to be the Catholic church with a thousand years ago. That was kind of a mess too. So, but, but then you look at something, you know, like Jesus Christ, superstar, there are so, I, I, some of those songs. I just love as songs, right? They are catchy. Yeah. I'm probably going to be humming one for, you know, the rest of the <sighs> evening, because I love it. Mm -hmm. And I haven't thought about it in a long time. And, you know, there are many people for whom, you know, or many people who would find that very offensive, right? You made a musical Mm. out of Jesus's, you Mm. know, life Mm. or existence, you know, how Mm. um, offensive or sacrilegious is that? And yet, Mm. what a great tool to share his story in a way that might reach people that we would other never, you know, never reach, otherwise never reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, it, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I'm, I am a convert, so I don't have a lot of sort of the very traditional thoughts and beliefs that I was raised mm-hmm. with as it relates to Catholicism. So I guess I do appreciate um, the ways that the church has adapted to mm-hmm. reach more people. So you know, maybe tomorrow isn't a holy day of obligation, but that for people, you know, for whom they want it to be a holy day of obligation, yeah. they can go to mass. Right. There's no, yeah. um, you know, it kind of takes they, They're the, offering it. They, they mentioned that at right? 8 a.m. and it'll be with that spirit. And you're totally right. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and for those who might, you know, just kind of take one step back because they're being told they have to go and they don't want to go or they can't go or they need to get their kids to school and then they have to work. You know, it just takes away that level of judgment of you didn't go. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, you know, who am I to kind of make things up? But um, it's interesting because there there is so much change. And I know change is hard. But I also know um, it's it's okay to meet people where they are sometimes because otherwise you're not going to get them at all. Yeah. Keep moving forward is what, you know, we were talking about this weekend. Um, because somebody was talking about a project at my club, should we go forward with it? And his attitude was, you got to keep moving forward. I mean, you can't look back. I mean, can't be stagnant too, is the other thing. Like the world is moving ahead. We're, we're going, it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. So where are we on this? Um, but one, one question as you were, I have, as you were speaking is I know 
for example, Romero in the movie Romero, for him to be, you know, Oscar Romero, like reawakened his faith. He was a lapsed Catholic and he was really like so moved by this man's life and who how he served other people that he came back to the church. And so I was wondering, um, I did wonder about this. Um, the lead for Jesus Christ Superstar had such an incredible vocal range and it was just a fun like descriptor of him. You know, it's, again, it's applied to modern times. So he kind of had a man bun, you know, like uh, George Kittle, for people who know who, what he looks like, he right. has like shaved head in the back, but then like half his hair with like a bun and then a beard. And this guy whose name is Aaron Levine, you know, had the man bun and it kind of worked, you know, and Aaron Levine, I'm like 95% sure is Jewish. Like, and you know, Jesus was a Jew. So I'm thinking, what's that like being a Jew? And like, you know, obviously in 2021, um, not in 2000 where, you know, there's debate, but you know, what's it like to be a Jew and to play Jesus of Nazareth, you know, and how does it move him? I mean, I would imagine it would, I can't answer those questions, but I would like to know. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, lots to think about as we move, totally. um, yeah, move away from Halloween, All Hallows Eve, and move into this month of November. And really, you know, I feel like we, we are moving into holiday season from Halloween till New Year's Eve. It's going to um, just fly, hopefully not cause too much stress so that I don't lose my voice again. Um, yes, that would be a good thing. But. Yeah. But it's, no. you know, but it's going to be busy. But I also, you know, I love kind of this. I haven't decided quite what I'm going to do yet. I've got a few more hours. You know, there's always the, you know, no shave November, you know, Thanksgiving, something. <laughs> That's daily. for men, though, right? I know. But it is just men, although, you know, it would be nice for women, too. But, um, right. but I know, you know, a lot of people try to do like a, you know, something they're thankful for every day. And, you know, it's not. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a little too much on social media. Um, I think it'd be a little over the top. If and, and I don't want to say disingenuine, but you know, because I probably shouldn't be judgy like that. But um, I don't know. I need I need to really think about what I want this month to That's be because I do yeah. believe in um, you know Thanksgiving being a way we live and not just one day of the year. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's really my spiritual stew for the week is to kind of yeah. chew on what that means. You're, yeah, your um, takeaway. My takeaway. Okay. Well, now you've made me think, Kaylee, about the fine line between being genuine and disingenuine. And I, I do think it's like, I think they're close because I was thinking about senior week and uh, we've talked to, you know, offline about this, just how our schools do. It's not senior week, senior you know, the last senior nights, like your son's right. senior night. Thank you. Yes. Senior day or whatever, you know, like, yeah, their last match, right. With their team. And, um, just like all of the, you know, things that people bring to it. And my boss was kind of like, this one felt fake. It was too much. And I was wondering if the students felt that way and if they recognize that. And I put that on one end and then we have a fellowship of, it's not Christian athletes, that's FCA is very popular, but it's fellowship of St. Francis athletes. And we have um, a faculty member who's a sister and she gave her talk. And it is like, it brings me to tears because it's, she's so genuine, right? And so I don't know if that's like a frequency, but it's a fine line. So you're saying, yeah, these people are doing thankful every day. And like, you know, that's always the question, who decides? How do you know? Like if it's, I mean, even in stuff I've written before, I'm like, that's not 
that's not real. That's not genuine. Yeah. You know, like that's saccharine. You know, I mean, we know that just is, I mean, I would imagine the goal is to be authentic, right? Is to be, no, to have actually, integrity, to I mean, be real. Or for, no. for you and I, that's the goal, or I would like to yeah. think that's the goal, but it's hard to imagine that for some other people, that's the goal. Um, but maybe that's just me being judgmental again. I, I think for some people, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or what, but I think for some people, um, you know, the goal is to the, the adulation that they get and the, oh my gosh, that's so great. Or, oh, wow, you look so beautiful. Or sometimes some of these Instagram posts, I comments, I can't even read. Oh, I love you so much. Oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. It just, it's really kind of insane. Um, but I, so I, you know, maybe what I need to try to do in November is not be so judgmental and to read all of everyone's, you know, um, displays of gratitude with an open mind and appreciate the fact that maybe they are that grateful. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I'd like I to think you. everybody was I mean, being sincere, but doesn't seem like it. I know, but I mean, okay. So you're saying judgmental and I'm the other side of that coin is discerning. And I, I do think it's okay. And I don't know the answer to this. Like, it's like discipline. It's like anything like, you know, giving a student the benefit of the doubt or, you know, the young person, I can't tell you how many times I've said, I'm not, I don't think it was your intention. However, your impact was this, right? And like always taking the higher road, always giving people the benefit of the doubt, but it's also like, I also need to call you out on this, you know, like, and the, the fine line of like, when do we say something? When do you not say something? When do you just let it go? I mean, this is, these are the waters parents, right? I mean, navigate every day, teachers, coaches, but it's, it's all pointing towards the same thing. It's something about genuine versus disingenuine, mm -hmm. you know, real authentic versus like, and, and some people are figuring it out, but um, I don't know. I think it's worth, that seems more Lenten than Advent. Yeah, maybe there's something in Advent like that's that I'm actually I could be totally wrong. Maybe it's actually way more Advent, you know. Uh, I you know. know, so that's that's another thing to think about and chew on this week for our takeaways. Uh, but I I it could be more Lenten. Um, but I think there's parts of it we can do in Advent as well. Uh, and, but I hear you, you know, from a discipline standpoint, when I was a you know working as a dean of students. We never judged intent. You know, that was not, we had rules. And if they were, you know, they, we did not judge the intent of what you were doing. We just judged the action. Now, that could, mm. that was also, mm. you know, 20 years ago. And things yeah. have changed a lot, certainly with social media and different things. But it's, you know, you're going to get laryngitis. You're going to internalize all that stress. It's it's a lot to deal with every day, especially dealing with teenagers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah. it's... Um, that's a whole different topic, certainly social media and the way it's being used. But I hope people who listen, yeah. who listen to our podcast know that we are um, genuine and we try to be <laughs> honest and, you know, yes. call us out on yeah. anything that we get wrong that would be, or yeah, mispronounce I, I um, yes. or, or, you know, you know, in any way. But certainly we are, um, I know for sure, our intent um, is to be genuine in everything that we say and we share. Well, and, you know, I know that is really where prayer is so important because that's where you're able to, right, kind of come to this place of understanding. And, uh, yeah, I mean, God is God's love and, you know, his mercy is overflowing. So I'm not 
I'm not there. Well, I was going to, well, and he doesn't ask us to be, he just asks us to strive to be, Um, you know, but you're right. That is where prayer comes in. That is where our faith comes in. And, you know, certainly the ultimate act of, you know, forgiveness and you're right, God's mercy. So So. we are not there yet, but we are moving towards it. Um, And maybe that'll be part of what our, our Advent, um, you know, prayers are about as well, but we have a little while before we get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, can I, I, I'll put this question out there for our listeners. So the question in the homily today was if someone was to describe or someone that's about was to describe Catholics, what would, you know, how would they describe us? So this is in the mass. He's like, you know, somebody's outside of church, whatever, how would they describe Catholics? And then he said, how would you describe Catholics? And it is a very important question. And he said, in the first century, the word to describe Christians was, right, loving. Like, you will be convicted of being loving. Like, you know, you know, kind. Like, that was they, because of their acts of love. And so, um, yeah, that is, I think, something for all of us to think about. And, and a good question, yeah, for us to answer next week. What does it, what right. is, how would we define Catholic? Yeah, because those, the saints are, you know, people who would be convicted of being loving. I mean, they, they'd be tried yes. and found guilty of being loving. Um, and are we there yet too? Yeah. I don't well, know. We need them to help us. I mean, that's why we have them, because they help us get there, right? We can pray to them for their intercession. And I know you've been doing that this year, so. Yeah. I do, and tomorrow is All Saints Day, and this All Saints Week. It's your day, girl. It is. It is, it is, along with my candy corn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll get sexy candy corn, bring it, and we'll uh, we'll pick it up next week for 99.9% of your voice. I I will. Thank you, Anne. Have a great week, everyone.